Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit BiteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest, our returning guest, is Lynn V. Andrews, and we will be talking about her new book, upcoming to be released. It's called Acts of Power, Daily Teachings for Inspired Living. Lynn Andrews' new book, Acts of Power, is an intensely personal document that provides readers with 365 daily inspirations that offer pivotal insights for living a joyful life. Lynn has distilled 21 books into the Daily Companion companion edition to support and inspire you in a small, easy-to-follow, yet very important and powerful tool for living well. Transcending the borders of age and background, Acts of Power's spectrum of experience, thought, and wisdom invites direct identification and sense of recognition and a sharing of concerns and solutions. Lynn Andrews is the New York Times and internationally best-selling author of the Medicine Woman series, which chronicles her three decades of study and work with shaman healers on four continents. Today, Lynn, best-selling author of 21 books, is recognized worldwide as a leader in the fields of spiritual healing and personal empowerment. A shaman healer and mystic, Ms. Andrews is widely acknowledged as a major link between the ancient world of shamanism and modern society's thirst for profound personal healing and a deeper understanding of the pathway to enlightenment. For more information, you can visit Lynn's website, which is lynnandrews.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Lynn to the subject day, Lynn. Hi, Robert. How are you? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I am absolutely wonderful. Uh, my voice is funny. I think there's something blooming here. <laughs> it's <laughs> in my throat. <laughs> oh, no. We'll, we'll, we'll just go for, you know, if it starts to give out on you, we'll just we'll just wind it up. So we don't want anything to happen to your voice. So, well, I, <laughs> well, you know, it has, it's almost three years since we spoke last. I mean, we spoke on January 7th, 2019, and we talked then about the power deck, the, the cards of wisdom, and so it's been almost three years. Oh, my God. Isn't that incredible? Uh, and, you know, I came out with another deck of cards, even, since then. Uh, oh, my God. Well, know, I haven't got to Yeah, I decided to do an oracle deck 
that was uh, more Native American uh, because I have a, a magnificent friend, Robert Taylor, who did the paintings for the cards. You know, I always do a different painting on every card because I think it's so much more beautiful. And uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think cards are a great, wonderful way to bring in inspiration that maybe you haven't thought of in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. And and just in the same uh, line of bringing inspiration, your your new book, Acts of Power, The Daily Teachings, is just as potent a, um, a tool, you know, for kind of different thinking. So let's, I want to start with, I mean, you've authored 21 books, and I guess now with Acts of Power, which um, is to be released on January 18th, um, that brings it to 22. Yes. So, yes, it wh- what? I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a magical number. You might want to, you know, re- you know, kind of revel in that, that particular number. So, um, yeah. what, was, what was the inspiration for this book? What would be a what? Say that again. If you, if you yeah, I just wondered what, what was your, like, the seed of inspiration for this particular book? Well, I think that, you know, every time we write a book, you know, we have some kind of inspiration that is really pushing, pushing at your consciousness. And for me, I work with people a lot. I do spiritual counseling or shamanic counseling, whatever in the world that means. But, (laughs) you know, I work with everybody (laughs) differently, completely, depending on who they are and what they need. And um, I realized that we need inspiration these days. I think people are, are in a state of stress, confusion maybe, because the world is changing so much, and so much of it is out of our control uh, in the sense of, you know, a flu, for instance. We're not in control of it. And I thought, well, let's find a way to bring some light into people's lives that maybe they haven't thought of in a long time. So... I, that's really the reason I, I wrote this, is I wanted to bring inspiration. Oh my goodness, the, uh, our call dropped from Lynn. <laughs> so let me see, let me give her a second to call in. Or I will try and call out, I'll try and call out to her. Okay, folks, sorry about that short interruption. So, um, so Lynn, where, where were we? We were talking about um, the, the fact that we need inspiration right now, that the world is kind of aching for inspiration. I think so. I think we're confused about where we're going and how we're going to get there. And uh, we're concerned about health. 
and uh, feeling unsettled about that. So to put all of the things together that bring us to a place of confusion, I thought, why not write a book with inspirations within it that help each and every day so you can just turn to the day that you are experiencing and feel a lift and an excitement that maybe you didn't feel before. Yeah, I know, I know. One thing I liked about the, the book is where you, you have, like again, you list the day. You know, it's not like a journal where you would list the day and year, but it's something that mm-hmm. is just list the day, something that can be used over and over again. Um, and also, yeah. it, does, it doesn't require you to start on January 1st. You can get it any day. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That makes it very useful. Um, So now, the title, um, Acts of Power, why did you select that title? Because I think every day that you do something that is a place of empowerment, a place of, you know, true thought, where you're really thinking about what you're doing, um, and trying to uh, bring out something new and positive for people is a real act of power. And I think it takes thought and strength, uh, certainly spiritual strength, if you will, no matter what it is that you believe in. If you think that shamanism is a wonderful way to express yourself, that's great, or you may be a Catholic or a whoever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We all need um, <clears throat> a powerful and beautiful ways of approaching our days. Don't you think, Robert? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. And um, you know, the idea of empowering people, you know, is is just really, really important, you know, because so, like you said, you know, right now in today's environment with so many things out of our control um, that affect our lives, that then, you know, it, it just gives the appearance of really not having any power or any, you know, um, any control over one's life, you know, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that, that is, now, you have it, you know, as a, um, 365 days, so for people to be able to pick up any particular day and, and read, um, is there, what was the, um, process that you went through in selecting, um, the quotes or, or quotes? Explain to the, the listeners kind of what each day, you know, what, what, what's contained in, um, you know, each day's worth of insight. Well, I think that we're on journey. And uh, we all have very gifted lives, although so often we lose sight of that, you know, when everybody has problems, et cetera, and they obscure the real um, inspiration that is 
possible every day of your life. So these these uh, readings, these inspirations—excuse me—are there for you when you need power. In other words, you go to January 16th and you read that seasons of existence, and it says you are a tree of dreams, and your active power lives within the very fibers and cells and being of this tree that you are. Your active power has a cycle that is similar to a great tree. Your active power moves through the seasons of existence, the budding, the blooming the falling of your leaves or your needles, the shedding, and sharing of your manifestations with the world. And then you rest within the wintering of your dreams and realization. To read that before you went out on your day, I think you would be conscious of your seasons, of which season you may be at and how proud you can be of, you know, of what you have made of your life. And I think it comforts you um, if you're in grief and, and it helps sing and praise when you feel joy. And it inspires you, Robert, I think, uh, to include the practice of prayer in your life. Maybe read these inspirations as a prayer, and they will teach you how to contemplate simply and experientially if you have never learned to do that, perhaps, um, in yeah. a world filled, you know, filled with so much by rote endeavor, you know, all the things we do every single day, and going to the poster, et cetera, we yeah, we so often perform rituals um, in our everyday life without a thought. So it's bringing thought, I guess I'd say, into your existence. Yeah, you maybe create a new ritual of reading, <laughs> reading a thought for the day. Start <laughs> in the day. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, I happen to notice on January 18th, which is the date of the release of your new book, that is Be Here Now. And I thought, boy, that's a, that's a pretty good one for a book release date. Yes. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because when I wrote it, I didn't know that was the release date. Right, exactly. And, and if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead, since today is the solstice, um, I'm going to go ahead and read the one that you have for today. Um, and it's called Winter, and it says, Winter is the time when frigid temperatures send plants and animals alike deep into hibernation and dreaming in, pre in preparation for a new cycle to begin. Life is a circle that never ends. So, and that's a perfect um, thought as we enter winter. Yes, and so often we don't realize that that great dreaming bear, which we are, goes into that cave and, you know, snuggles up into the warmth of the fire or, you know, the warmth of the cave itself. 
and dreams. And I think we forget how important dreaming is in our lives. Yeah, it, it is. So now in the process, I mean, I have to imagine that with 21 books to draw from, that find, finding quotes would probably be no problem at all. <laughs> but I think the, the, the challenge might be selecting quotes for, you know, whittling it down you know, <laughs> to just 365. <laughs> so how you went about that? How, you know, how did you um, come to put this together? Did you have a calendar and fill it in as you went, or how did that go? Uh, partly it did. It took a while. You know, I don't uh, – I teach – well, I teach writing. I have a writing school, actually, and it's funny. Uh, people come to me, and they want to write a book. Oh, I okay, I've finished the first four chapters, and by this weekend, I'll have two more, and da-da-da-da-da. And I'll say, honey, you know, it takes <laughs> usually a very long time to write a book. It's not how fast you write it. It's how true you know, and <clears throat> I think we always have to be on a schedule of some sort. And writing is a magnificent savior uh, to most people because you don't have to be on a schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's you know that's the thing too with writing is, is that. Um, it, in a way, you you have to, to be disciplined. I mean, you know, it, it's a, you know, one of the things I found is that you know, if I'm in the middle of a, writing a piece, that um, it, it just seems important for me to have a, like a set time, you know, to to try and create a um, an expectation that I'll be able to write something. You know, what, what I need to write. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you find that different for book writing? I do, yes. Yeah. Now, I've, I've written, I've published a couple books, um, and one of them was like a, uh, a, a, in a typical way where I would have an outline and I, you know, kind of went through and did the research and, and you know, that type of process, and then the other one was just channel. <laughs> you know, it was, you know, it was my first book, and, and, yeah. and uh, I, I, one day, uh, after, you know, being told like 15 years before that I was going to write a book, one day a, a plot came into my head, and, and literally each day I walked, my, I do like nature walks, I'm a nature photographer, so I, I do walk every morning, and, and when I was walking, you know, what? I was going to write, came through. I mean, it was truly life. The story was being told to me, and I wrote it. And, you know, and it was, and on days that I couldn't walk, I, I sat down at the same time <laughs> with that expectation that I would, you know, be able to, you know, make that connection, but it never happened. I mean, it was just one of those things, it was just the oddest thing that when I walked, you know, and I want that guy. So anyway, I, you know, after trying to, you know, after hitting myself over the head a few times, you know, trying to make something work that just wasn't, you know, supposed to be part of the process. So anyway, but but that one was was totally different, and 
you know, and I probably wouldn't do them again. But but you you never know. But it's um it's in that particular case the discipline, you know, the everyday actually even the walking was just a part of part of the process for that particular thing to come through. Yes, yes. I think get out of the way of God. <laughs> thought of that yeah. one day as I was walking down, uh, I don't know, I guess it was Madison Avenue in New York, uh, quite some time ago, long before all this craziness has happened. And I felt safe and wonderful, and it was sunny, and I was walking with my best friend, and I heard in my head loud male voice. Get out of the way of God. <laughs> I stopped in the middle of the street and I said, Chatty, oh my God. And I told her, you know, about it. I just would never forgot that because it was a true message, you know, right in the middle of the busiest city in the world, you know, not sitting on a mountaintop in peace and quiet. <laughs> Yeah, wow. You know, and I had a get out of the way. When I first started my show uh, a little over 12 years ago, um, I was going back and forth whether or not I wanted to do it, whether or not anybody would listen, whether or not it would be successful, you know, all, all of the questioning. And I got there. It was like, you know, get out of the way. Or no, no, I wouldn't get out of the way. It was get over yourself. <laughs> it was like, get over yourself, you know. <laughs> But, um, but anyway, obviously, 12 years later, you know, uh, we're still having fun and still inspiring. So, um, we're, Cass, we're, we're about halfway through the show, and I'm going to take just a quick break. Um, and I do want to invite listeners in, in the chat room. If you have any questions, feel free to pose them. Um, and then when we come back from break, Link, I want to spend just a little bit. You mentioned, you know, shamanism you know, a couple times during this first half. I want to talk a little bit about uh-huh. your experience just to share with the listeners the shamanic perspective, okay? Yes, that would be lovely. Okay. Great. Okay, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, bikeradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5 by 7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. 
Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. Again, today, my special returning guest is Lynn V. Andrews, and we're talking about her new book, Acts of Power, Daily Teachings for Inspired Living. And again, her book becomes available on January 18th, 2022, and you can go on Amazon and pre-order and actually get it for the day of release. So definitely go ahead and, and get that and, and start your inspirational habit. <laughs> so, okay, then we're back. Hi, this is such a wonderful show, Robert. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. I, I enjoy speaking with you. And it's, uh, it's always um, enlightening and, and uplifting. So I, I really enjoy having you here. Um, okay, as we mentioned in the, in the you know, first half of the show a couple of times, you're, you're a 21st century shaman. And so maybe for listeners who aren't familiar with shamanism, would you mind kind of just sharing a little bit about your experience? As a son? Oh, my golly. <laughs> my experience as a Robert, <clears throat> I'm blonde. I am, I guess, tricky. Uh, I lived in Beverly Hills when all of this <laughs> began. <laughs> I was married to someone in the film business. Uh, I had a daughter, a beautiful daughter, and I was living the life that, you know, people think of as pure heaven, and it was, except that my spiritual life uh, was neglected terribly. I had uh, grown up in Catholic school, unlike, although uh, part of my family is, and I wanted to go to Catholic school because the education was so wonderful. And I went to Catholic school all the way through. I did not become a Catholic, but I certainly appreciate it tremendously. I don't belong to any uh, religious uh, formation in the world. I was interested in nature, actually. And in the early part of my life, I would ride my horse to school. Uh, along with a Native American girlfriend of mine when I was about six, seven, eight years old. And I just loved nature. And I became, um, well, I, I could talk with nature. I thought everybody else could, too. And so I mentioned to my girlfriend one day about what the rocks in the, along the trail were saying about her mourning with her very uh, abusive father, and she was horrified that I could talk with the rock. She she did not, and she didn't want me to, plus it helped me to see it to her. So at the very beginning of all of this, I learned that not everybody is a shaman, nor did they think it's great, or they may think it's, anything from of the devil to just your imagination, you know? And with mm -hmm. all of that baggage, I thought, oh, wow. So I was very quiet. Very short. <laughs> I was just very quiet about what I was doing, and I loved God and talked with God every day, whether 
God in a tree or a horse or uh, God in the cosmos. And I developed an ability to see. And that was the ability to see lights around people, the ability to see uh, harm, to see if they had a disease or what what was the issue, what was the problem. And then I, I realized that I could actually be of assistance to that person. I could help them heal themselves. That was an incredible realization. And I, you know, I, I saw carefully that my position in life was going to be as someone who would bring people to God, to the sacred, to the goddess beings, however you want to put it. It was to higher consciousness and uh, to the structure of the sacred. And so I began looking for teachers, and I wrote my first book, Medicine Woman, about how my teachers really actually found me and two magnificent Native American women who uh, actually lived in Canada and how I worked with them all of these years. And I've written 21, 22 books on my life with them, as they asked me to do. They said early on it's very important that you write your experiences down with us. Write them down and share them with your people so they can learn too. So I did that. And that's um, how I have come to this place. And, you know, people had all kinds of things to say about me. The fact that my <laughs> two teachers were native. Oh, my God. You would have thought, I don't know, I wrote about Agnes and Ruby, Ruby Plenty Chiefs and Agnes Whistling Out are, are goddess figures to me, um, and I love them. And I wrote about them as beings of light, which they are. And mm-hmm. I, you know, people came down on me terribly, you know, uh, the fact that I was not American. Mm-hmm. That, you know, was a big deal in those days. It's not such a big deal now. But, uh, in 1980, in the 80s, it was, it was something. And, um, anyway, it's been an extraordinarily wonderful path. I've worked in Nepal and Australia and all over the world and worked with, um, women Men, too, but usually women of high degree, and uh, learned so very much and have shared what I have learned to the best of my ability by writing my experiences. And I think writing a storyline, in other words, uh, my experience is a story, right, Robert? I mean, it's, you know, me with other people or a, one other person. And I would write about that close to how it happened as I can possibly make it. And um, I think it helps people to go along 
uh, on your experience as if it's their own, you know, and that's yeah. a better way to learn, I think, than a how-to book kind of thing. I would never do that. It's too boring for me. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> And, and people don't get excited about boring, that's for sure, especially yeah. when it comes to making <laughs> or being curious. Um, so now, you know, I want to, you know, talk just a little bit, you know, I, I understand that I'm sure in the 80s, you know, the idea of, you know, a blonde, Caucasian woman, you know, working shamanically with Native Americans, um, is a couple things. Number one is, is it seems that there is a um, uh, the idea of appropriating culture. You know, there is this idea of you know this is my culture. You know, and, and you can't partake of it or you can't reference it. You know, I mean, it's um, yet it seems that if you think. You know, universally, and think about if we think of reincarnation and, and reincarnate and our ancestors, you know, that, um, that there is, um, there's like a, a greater connection than maybe, you know, the shamanic, um, experience taps into than, you know, simply one maybe biological um, lineage? Yes. And yeah. I, it, I so very, very, I, I truly understand. Um, and so much has been taken away from the Native American. They, oh boy, you know, they have one thing left sometimes. They feel left. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. their way of seeing, uh, walk and conquer the great spirit or, uh, the spiritual life, and at least nobody can take that away from them. I think when I started writing, I, people didn't understand that I was not writing about Native American medicine. I was writing about my experience of learning the truth psychologically emotionally about myself, and I never wrote about things like the Sundance or the UVP ceremonies or any of their very magnificent and very private um, ceremonies. But, you know, I would have no business doing that. I'm not an archaeologist, and I don't even think an archaeologist should probably write about them. But anyway... It was a confusing thing, and people misunderstood that. So I went through a lot of very difficult times, and it taught me that you just have to keep on going with your truth and hope mm -hmm. that someday you'll be understood. <laughs> and, and I was, finally at last, you know. Somebody would get up when I was lecturing somewhere, yelling and carrying on, and I'd say, uh, John, have you ever read my book? No, I'm not going to read your book. And then I'd say, well, why don't you give it a try? And then, back to me, 
and tell me how, if you're still angry with me. And that was usually a problem because I was not writing about what they thought. And the yeah. writing was so needed by people. And they loved it and accepted it. And it was on the New York Times bestseller list. And it was wonderful. People responded to the intimacy, I think, of <laughs> explaining all of my little uh, foibles and, <laughs> you know, I guess we all have them, you know, and we think we're so different from everybody. Well, we are. <laughs> I know. And then, and then going through and explaining those common experiences that people, you know, can, uh, that are attracted to, you know, and, and even if it, their experience isn't exactly like yours was, there are probably the elements of your experience that maybe they did in a, you know, it's just a different setting. But it would resonate, yes. you know, to the point of that is now uh, there was, they could see the truth in it. Um, so now, the shamanic life is, is one of spirit. Um, and we have this physical existence covered in it. And, and like I said earlier, it's just kind of chaotic at the moment. Um, so how, how does one, you know, and, and if you think about, um, the listener wanting to be more in touch with their spiritual aspect, um, how does one balance like the, between the two? You know, I mean, we're, we're living in this, you know, very unusual time, you know, that testing a lot of people, um, and yet we also, I think, are looking for that sense of spiritual connection. So how, how, how do you balance the two? Oh, boy, it's so difficult. I mean, you'd think, oh, this will be easy. It isn't <laughs> because the world, <laughs> you know, the world's so full of distraction. Um, I was driving down to see my doctor yesterday. You know, and I thought, oh, this is great. It'll take me a half an hour to get there, and I'm driving through some parts of the road goes through natural high desert, and it'll be beautiful. Well, right. It turned out to be bumper to bumper, and, you know, people are driving too fast, and it's dangerous, and uh really had to pay attention to your driving. I thought, you know, this is what happens. You you are in a situation where you really don't have a choice. You you have to pay attention, or you'll hurt yourself and or somebody else. So, and, and I realized that. I thought, you know, the your spirit watch, the beauty of your relationship, my beauty with nature. It's with the flowers, the trees, the mountains, the way the sky drifts into clouds and the clouds drift over and, and create mist and different beautiful, uh, areas of light that take you away into higher consciousness. For me, I do. And mm -hmm. with that, 
of running a couple of different companies and writing and lecturing and this wonderful process of older, whether you start as a kid or an older person, I've been writing for a long, long time. So I have gone through most of the seasons of my life. And with each season, oh, my God, it is so different. And mm-hmm. I'm at a season now. I don't know, Robert, who you are, how long you've been on this magnificent planet. But, you know, as you get older, I'm convinced that nobody wants to know much about that because they kind of avoid the subject. And, and or they're... Trying to figure out how to stay healthy, stay strong in their their, uh, belief structures, in their whatever they do for a living. And I just find it a fascinating thing. I'm, you know, going into later chapters in my life. And how do you write about that? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I, I'm probably in winter when it comes to season. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, hopefully the beginning of winter. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, but, um, yeah, it, you know, it, it does change. And so now, do you feel that, you know, at this particular time for you, um, how, how would you describe the season that you're feeling, you know, how would you describe the uniqueness of your spot in, you know, in the season of, of life? You know, I feel the same. I still have horses, still ride horses. I show, I'm riding my books. I am going as fast, truly. That's not quite true. A little slower. (laughs) It's only because I keep hearing people say you need to slow down. So I try. But I have the same energy. I don't think my mind has diminished. (laughs) Hopefully not. (laughs) Well, I could see that. (laughs) <laughs> so, so now do you, do you feel though? So, yeah, I, I was say, do you feel though that the that your writing um, uh, is uh, encapsulates like all, from spring, you know, from the from birth on? I mean, does it has it taken on a? Um, like a, a different tone, you know, is it, um, you know, are a you... Flow. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, south on a sacred wheel, southwest, north, and east. South on that particular wheel uh, is, you know, a childhood youth. Mm-hmm. I saw that as a time when you kind of polish the space your heart energy, touching the space around you to become familiar with it. 
And you go to the west, which would be later teens, and you're in your 20s, maybe, uh, recognizing the sacredness of the space with emotion, with gratitude to Mother Earth, say. And then going to the north on the wheel would be moving into commitments like marriage and children or choosing not to or whatever whatever you do with your sacred space. Um, but you have the power. By the time you reach north on the wheel, you have the power to be present and acknowledge power as it shows itself to you. And you begin to describe that to yourself in the north. And then you move to the east. And <clears throat> the east is your mind to imagine and conceive uh, that east space is sacred ground. And look at your life. And you go, my gosh, you know, is my sacred wheel in fast balanced? Does the west balance the east, north balance the south? And then you get into the center of the wheel. You be open and allowing to the spirits of place to be still within and to listen and see. Kind of what's happening to me now, listening and seeing. I'm looking through all the chapters of my life or the periods of my life and thinking, boy, now what? I always write people need, or what I think they need, and they may not, but I think it's kind of been valuable. And um, what they need now, I think it's kind of a rebirth of spirit, you know, rebirth that place within yourself that needs sacredness, that needs that grounding part of sacredness, where Yes, I, God, I feel, or goddess beings, I feel you with me, nature spirits and so forth. You feel, I feel them very close to me. And, you know, in a way helping me down the road, you know, they're much closer than they were when I was uh, in the spring of my life. How about you? <laughs> Okay, well, I I don't, I might not be kind of nearing, you know, the idea of the center, you know, kind of as far as the, um, you know, the, the balancing, but I've, I've noticed that um, it, it, this particular period of time is um, really shaking up I mean, it just takes up everything, you know, and I just, you know, when I'm sitting back... It does, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and, yes, uh, and, and, and I'm sure some of us needed shaking, you know, but um, the, um, but it, it, it is, I don't know, I just, I just think this is a, just a very dynamic period, you know, and, and how that plays out. I don't, I don't know if the, the story is written yet. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, 
there are probabilities and all kinds of things that come into play, but I, I just think that it's, um, it's one of those periods where uh, we just um, we have to examine our beliefs and then, you know, discard the ones that don't work. And and some of those beliefs are are very deep rooted, and um, once they get uplifted, it you know it's like a huge tree. You know that kind of topples. It's like oh my goodness, you know that you know those roots were deep, but um, nonetheless, it just seems like it's doing that. And, and I don't know about you, but I think ultimately this is just going to end up being a real period of awakening. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think you're faced with something that you can't change for one thing. You no. know, I mean, you could, when you were in the spring of your life, you could choose so many things. You could choose to write or not. You could choose mm-hmm. all the things you felt were important. Now, um, you can choose a lot of things, but <laughs> if you haven't written by now, time's a wasting, <laughs> and you need to get with it. <laughs> you don't have yeah. the vision of your whole life out in front of you, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, very much. And um, I just think that, uh, you know, the, the net result is going to be in people getting, you know, more clarity, you know, more clarity and less. Yeah. And it seems like the, the realm of possibilities has shifted. I mean, you know, like we're talking about in the youth, you know, when you, you could do that, you could do that. You know, in, in today's world, you know, all of those different, you know, infinite possibilities, I mean, I'm sure there are out there, but right now there seems to be a lot of attention um, um, possibilities that are um, harmful or, or not supportive. You know what I mean? It, it seems like some of those possibilities, if you're, you're, you're faced with a room full of doors and each one is a possibility, I thought, it seems like there's a feeling that nine out of ten of those doors open up to some kind of challenge or some kind of belief that, you know, doesn't quite fit anymore, you know, and then you, then you yeah. still have one door. You know, that you can count on. You know, that, yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, just, you know, it just seems to me that... I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we just have a, a pendulum. You know, and, and you know, with the, the pandemic, you know, and the idea of um, some people... I, I, I don't usually get political, but then just, to me this is a, an example, you know, where many people you know, aren't, are denying truth and are willing to put themselves and others in harm, you know, in harm's way. To me, yeah. that, um, to me, that's just eye-opening, you know, in, in the sense that it, it's disappointing. And, and, and for me, I had no idea that so big, such a large population like that. But um, I just think it's got everybody wondering, <laughs> you know, um, you know, where is our 
sense of responsibility for the greater collective, you know, um, rather than the me, the individual, you know, what's best for me is best for me, period, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that is a wonderful way of putting it. I think, unfortunately, um, or maybe fortunately, we're at a time when you have to pay attention. You don't have a choice. In many, yeah. you know, you really don't. You're you're kind of yeah. with it, and uh, yeah. want to survive. You want to survive in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And wow, you know, it's it's asking everything of you. It, it is. It is, and, and you know, I hope that you know through this process <laughs> we're gonna you know, remember some of the things that we've learned, you know, and maybe adjust our actions to be kind of more in line with, you know, a greater purpose for self and for community. Um, but, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Linda, this is... Uh, I'm oh, sorry? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, I think you're faced with what you've chosen. Like, now you really... <laughs> Well, was this a good choice? Did it work? Maybe it did, Mm -hmm. maybe it didn't. You still have time, I think, reckon with it. Don't you think, Robert, I think it's a time of reckoning. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, You know, reflection, accountability, um, yeah, and reckoning. Um, And, you know, just, I think, you know, the, like you said, the awareness of choice, you know, what choices have worked, what, what haven't, because it all boils down to every day making a choice, you know. You have thousands yeah. of choices every day to make, you know. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a story that's being written. Yeah. So it's, it's how you want to write it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, well, gosh, you're wonderful. I love, I love well, you. Know, talk. I, <laughs> I'd love well, to talk. I love to talk more appreciate. about this with you. Yes, yes, we can. I, I do. I would, I would love that. And um, I'm going to check into your other Oracle deck. Um, I had the power cards, but um, I didn't have uh, the next one. So I'll check into that. And, yeah, oh, I just want to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. So, is there maybe any final words, maybe any, you know, words as we come again toward the end of the year and to the beginning of next that you might want to leave with listeners? Oh, like good luck, baby. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. You'll forgive me. Nothing divinely inspiring at the moment. (laughs) Well, you know, we have to live in that physical part, so that's good advice for that. And it is a time, truly, to take stock of what you've become, what you've done. And, you know, take responsibility. I guess that would be my closing thought. 
take responsibility for everything that you've done and not done. You know, take a look. Hey, there's time for things like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, then I, I wonder if you were hit. Thank you. I think people are playing the blame game, and yeah. that's a tragedy. Yeah. We're all responsible for wars yeah. for everything. And, yeah. Well, um, I would thank you for having me on your show. I so loved it, and hopefully I will talk to you again soon. I look forward to it, Linda. Thank you very much for your time. All right, dear. Merry Christmas and happy holiday and all that. <laughs> Merry Christmas and may 2022 be happy and healthy for you. Thank you so much. You too. Namaste. You. Namaste. Again, everyone, today my very special guest is Lynn V. Andrews, and we've been talking about her new upcoming book, due to release on January 18th. 2022, called Acts of Power, Daily Teaching for Inspired Living. Um, you can find out more about this as well as Lynn's other 21 books by visiting her website, which is lynnandrews.com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Hey, 